Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. The trash episode, (laughs) (laughs) which as somebody said is like every episode, but this is a special, special, super duper trash episode. But before we jump into the action, I've got Anna Prosser Robinson and Alyssa Grant from Penny Arcade who have been conspiring, conspiring to do something awesome. And they're going to tell you about it. And then we're going to boot Alyssa off and then I'm going to throw trash at everybody. (laughs) (laughs) As I do every week. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, as some of you may know, Alyssa and I are both producers, and producers Produce. tend to just like to think about ways to to break things, you know, and to be like, what's never been done before? What could we do that's bigger and badder and crazier? And especially when those producers happen to be sitting and drinking with people <laughs> like with like Jerry and Chris and and the rest of the crew, and and ideas are flowing. Sometimes ideas come out that are are big bad gems that just don't seem to leave. And sometimes so, they come out of your mouth and sometimes they come out of your butt. But they yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? But uh, but we were charged by the group with like, hey, don't lose that one. That one might be good. Coincidentally, a lot of you in the Waffle Fam and the Shadow Council have have requested this very thing numerous times since we came up with this idea and even before. And because we love you and we want to make you happy, whenever you ask for something, we're like, how can we make that happen? So as we approach our 100th episode, Alyssa, what are we going to do? We are going to be doing a Waffles Inc. Streaming Weekend crossover event on July 14th and 15th, where we will have several different uh, games running, and we'll have all eight players and two DMs there all at once. And it's going to be absolutely fantastic. It is going to be so dope. We're going to do four games that are crossover games, so we're going to play with players from both C-Team and Dice Camera Action at the same time. That's happening on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we will do a full crew crossover, which as far as I know, I, I don't think I've ever seen that done before, where like two not, full certainly, D&D Certainly not cast. with two DMs. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a full table, and it's going to be super <laughs> awesome. And we've been talking about this for far too long, so it's finally happening. That's and right. all of this, to be clear, is happening in person. We will be live together at the Penny Arcade Studios in Seattle uh, and all of us are really, really excited about it. We hope you guys are too. And it will be live streamed and it will be recorded as yes. mm-hmm. all of our episodes are. So if you can't watch us on the stream, you can catch us afterward. Mm-hmm. So awesome. congratulations. That's what we've been hinting at forever. That's what yeah. Jerry was talking about when he said that watch out when Alyssa and I are <laughs> together. 
And uh, that's what we've been sending you wiggly eyebrow gifts about for quite some time. It's so true. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm very excited to see you guys in person in a few weeks. So thanks for inviting us over to your office. (laughs) Yay. Great. We promise not to ruin it. No promises. I mean, we'll promise yeah. to try. Don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks, thanks Alyssa. Thanks, Alyssa. Bye, Bye-bye. Alyssa. We love you. Bye, Alyssa. Love you, too. Bye. <laughs> Previously in Dice Camera Action, the, <laughs> the characters <laughs> befriended a, a storied hero named Magnus Burnsides who gave them or entrusted them with an estate in Waterdeep, uh, which they have settled into uh, here at the end of winter going into spring. Um, to kick things off, I'd like... So some time has passed, say, some number of days and or weeks. So spring has sort of slid into your lives. The, the last of the snow is gone from Waterdeep and things are starting to warm up a little bit. And... It's a beautiful spring morning. What is your wake-up morning routine? And who wants to start? You're all settled. That you're all settled in in your estate. Oh, we are. Yep. Chris, would it be fair to say that during this downtime, uh, DF business they had to do for uh, a few days? Oh my, yes. Told, told the rest of the party, uh, nothing big deal. Just some. Uh, just some house cleaning's got to do while well back in Waterdeep. Mm-hmm. So he's, uh, he's, be ba- he's back from that now. All right. Uh, his, his pouch is a little heavier um, from that, but I guess you keep that to yourself for the time being. No, that went to a bank where it is safely okay. stored. All right, then. A bank in Waterdeep? <laughs> uh, I mean, if there happens to be one in Red Large, I'll just do it there, but whatever uh, is a safe yeah, there, you, you can find a small place in Red Large, but if you want security, you probably want it in Waterdeep. God damn it. Nothing is secure with you, Chris Perkins. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in water deep. Okay. This is fine. That way they at least saw me leave with it. Right. Um, uh, most of the banks in Waterdeep are basically controlled by trustworthy noble families um, who have basically been licensed by the Lords of Waterdeep to own and run banks. They provide their own security and whatnot, so it's all top-notch. Their reputations being on the line, of course. Um, you can lock, you can ca- put your... And for those who don't know... Uh, Jared is alluding to an adventure that Dieth went on that brought him into contact with some members of Acquisitions Inc. C Team out in the small village of Red Larch. Which you can see over on their YouTube channel, right? Not right now. We're watching okay. this show. Watch the show right now. But <laughs> after this or any other time that you have some free time, feel free to check that out to see what Dieth was up to. Dieth, what is your wake up routine? <laughs> uh, I, I, Dieth. Wakes up unusually early compared to most other people. Uh, almost as if the moment he's awake, he's immediately alert and mm-hmm. up. Um, he's noticed that uh, whatever room he's taken as his in this estate, uh, there's uh, probably a window of some kind. And usually there's like a cat on the windowsill cleaning itself in the wee hours of the morning. Occasionally, you'll hear it at night screaming from some distant rooftop, but it likes Neat. to camp out here periodically and just glare at you. Neat. Uh, so his room upstairs, uh, we'll say he's in the, um, uh, not the master bedroom, probably not, no. Uh, but whatever bedroom he has taken, okay. uh, it's not his own. Uh, Strix likely has 
also wedged herself in there too. Yeah, she's in a corner somewhere. There's an attic. On the There's floor. an attic bedroom with a fireplace and two windows um, on the Ooh. highest level of the house. Ooh, yeah, I want that. That okay. goes up to the turret peak. Uh, the turret is actually separate at that point. It detaches oh, okay. from the house at that level. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, up in the attic sounds great. Cool. Uh, yeah, so he stays in that bedroom. That way, from up there at the highest point, you can also see him over most of Waterdeep. Yeah, he's actually looking north. Um, over a large portion of the North Ward, which has walls enclosing it. Beyond that is the vast countryside. Yeah. Uh, every morning he does some calisthenics, keep himself uh, limber and, uh, and nimble, <laughs> just yeah. to kind of, yeah, get himself going. Uh, every morning he... Strips will plug her ears during that. Like, <laughs> uh, he he dons his equipment every morning. He counts how many keys he has left to make sure he's got every single one still there. Um, and then it's uh, down to padding getting, down creaky stairs. Yep, down to whatever food is prepared. Mm-hmm. Careful to, not to wake the others until okay. they are ready to get up. Uh, you have discovered, as have the rest of you, that there are what appear to be a number of unseen servants of some kind <laughs> that, okay. that uh, basically do things in the house. So, Diaz, you probably have some stuff already prepared for you by the time you're downstairs now that a routine has been established. Okay, we're, we're like used to them and accepting at this point? Yeah, you, you've sort of gotten accustomed to deking past a unseen servant with a broom that can be a little bit challenging in the upstairs hall. Uh, Goddamn broom. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you always try to give that as wide a berth as possible. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, so he'll go down, uh, down to, like, where the taproom area is, mm-hmm. the pantry in the first floor, yeah. uh, get himself a, a, uh, a modest breakfast, usually something yeah. very, very simple. You've never been happy with how cold the taproom is in the mornings. It's, yeah. It's still pretty uh, cold. A simple breakfast, the one that doesn't take a whole lot of time to prepare, unless for some reason Strix has already has one made for him or like prepared something from the night before. Okay. Probably something from the night before. Just, okay. just covered with like a handkerchief or something that you can pull yeah. off. <laughs> dirty, dirty okay. piece, piece of fabric. Who's next? Well, I guess I can be Strix. Because I'm sure after like all of the like stomping and stair creaking, she wakes up every morning. <laughs> I, I assume Diet's actually pretty quiet um all she's probably she's always on alert though right fair well, give me so, some credit <laughs> yeah he's probably he's probably pretty quiet but the house the house does sort of groan and make yeah. and make noises um yeah so she has like a pile of of like who even knows like in yeah. the corner which i'm sure that df has just been like don't sleep on the floor and she's like oops and she's like on the floor in the corner and i'm gonna assume she sometimes sits too close to the fire because she can't feel it so sometimes she'll just catch on fire at night Okay. It's just like, it'll start smoldering. Yeah. She probably also hears things in the night, like what she thinks are like worms or something boring through the wood yeah. of the walls. Um, it's all in her head, but. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so when she wakes up, um, I guess if uh, she would just make sure that she has all of her thing, all of her body parts and that they haven't been stolen at night. Okay. So, so you, she would make sure that she has her hands you and just her kinda, face. Okay. And you just kind of do a circle in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. exactly. And she'll like wipe away her protection circle at night, where she's like drawn around, like where everyone sleeps. Probably everyone in the house. She's done that like every night. Right. Um, she probably has to get some bend out of her tail. 
Yeah, exactly. It just shakes that. It's just like, it's like, it's like a little like zigzag. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she'll probably have taken her hat off and probably like her cloak and like her like bigger items because she doesn't need those to sleep with. So she'll put all those back on. And, and then, does she uh, just sort of pick them up off the floor or does she have a place to stash them? Um, you know, I think she would have a place to stash them, like maybe a, a loose floorboard or something. Oh, okay. Like she might hide like all of her there's things. Like a, there's like an empty floor. trunk that would hold everything, but everything <laughs> Just, everything is under the floorboard next to it. Decoy. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so you notice as uh, you've noticed, Pira, as you've lifted up the floorboard, that given enough effort, you're not that big a person. You could probably crawl through the floors of this house if you really wanted to or had to. Noted. <laughs> Noted. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming like she might have like set up some sort of like I don't know like like something in the turret because turrets are kind of mage towery. So mm-hmm. like she might have like taken some books from the library and like put them in the turret and like some scrolls. To get to the turret, there is a bedroom directly underneath this one. You could have made some sort of trap door to drop from this bedroom into the lower one, or you could just go downstairs to the lower bedroom. Which may or may not be occupied by Paulton. I guess we'll find out. It's got a private bath off of it, so. Oh yeah. Well, she 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 had been meaning to give something back to Paulton. Okay. So she's going to take that way anyway. Okay. So then the morning, well, she'll probably go downstairs and either make and talk to Diaz and talk about different ways that they're going to die and blah blah blah, and then then check the basement. She's probably got some potions going on in the basement or something weird or whatever. Yeah, she's probably got like a brewing. T- a trestle table with some brewing stuff on it and other things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and she goes down there and just like throws some garbage in there yeah. and then just, then... Rats, and, like, rats keep getting down there, but she doesn't seem to mind. She just sort of kicks them aside as she makes her way to the table. Yeah, the rats are fine. Um, and so she'll check on all those and okay. then she'll she'll go back upstairs um, and pass through... Mm, strange smell coming Paulton. out of this beaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. And then she'll pass through Paulton's, I'm assuming is Paulton's room. Yeah, that's, and, uh, that's back upstairs on the third floor. Okay, good. And, uh, oh, also every morning she makes sure she still has magic. She's like, yeah, okay, I'm still magic. Yeah. <laughs> and leading off of Paulton's uh, bedroom is the turret, and it goes up okay. an extra level. And it's probably, I'm sure Evelyn uses the turret too, but Strix has kind of put like a couple no, of books si- in there. Si- Simon's sort of probably... Crawled, oh, up, crawled up into the turret. So, oh, so there's a fight between Strix and Simon of who's <laughs> in the turret occasionally. Um, but yeah, as soon as if, if Paulton's in there, um, Strix is going to walk up to him. What are you doing, Paulton? Are you in there? So, Paulton, what's your morning routine like? Uh, we're so we're just we're just kind of going over our morning routines. Yeah. Okay. So Paulton is just like. All right, what's good, guys? It's Paulton here. <laughs> Yo, we're gonna do a. I'm gonna take you through a day in the life right now. We he's just, he's just got like a little. Lined up for he got you. like a little hand. You're live on Witch. It's like I'm live on Witch right now. Gonna, all right, so check this out. So the, what I like to do is I like to uh, I like to wake up. You know, I have my morning ritual. I like to have a drink, and then uh, you know, like after I have a drink, I like to you know uh, follow that. I like to chase that with some wine. You know, it's pretty sick. <laughs> Um, you know, sometimes I do a morning workout and, but like, typically I just have a third drink, you know, oh dude, check this out. And you know, like walk down to the bar. It's like, <laughs> all right, dude, dude, you're not, you're not going to believe this. All right. Check this out. So this bar, 
I'm pretty sure this place is haunted, but like the ghosts are chill, so like we don't really like you know we we don't we don't bug them about. It. They actually help us out. It's pretty sick. But anyway, um, then I like to I like to have another drink, which is tight. Oh, this is a fun thing. So there's some sick pranks that go on in this house, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> but um, so uh, twice a week, like what I'm trying to do is twice a week in the middle of the night, I like to sneak into Diaz's room and like you know like like try and hide one of his keys because that like totally freaks him out it's so funny it's so funny um uh, but but don't tell him i said that you know don't but anyway but anyway that that's about it guys so you know like thanks for you can even sort of see you sort of catch a glimpse of df in the background sitting at the bar <laughs> eating the meal that strix had made the night before and he just sort of shoots you a look anyway yeah. shout, shout outs for all the bits thanks guys you, you you're killing it right now did you go do okay. you go back to your room so strix can give you the thing and then I go back to my room, and okay. it's like, I'm going to go back to my room so we can further the plot. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go back to the I room to, to put God. on my pants. <laughs> yeah. And Strix, Strix is in the background of the, the end of the stream. She's like... <laughs> Everyday Fulton's flexing on them Indians. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, Strix had forgotten that she was hoarding one of, uh, one of the things she found in Paulton's like, remains. Mm-hmm. And like she noticed that he was looking for it apparently, and she like mm-hmm. found it like a week later, like tucked somewhere inside of her robe. And she was like, "Oh, it's probably smelly. Sorry." Uh, but it's like it's like a, a little. It was like she thought it was Evelyn's, but then she realized it came from Fulton's stuff. But it's a little necklace with a a cog on it and Evelyn's signet ring, and she doesn't know where she was like, "This is weird." And so she's gonna find Fulton and be like, "I think this is yours." But I find it strange that you have this. Paulton just like snatches it, and he's like, "I'm sorry, it's smelly now." Where Where did you get this? It was in your in your dust, but because there was what? just so much dust, and there was so I, it just ended up in my robe. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know how it is. Like, but there's a lot. It's 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 fine. Don't don't worry about it. He like tucks it away. I like, think Paulton, as, have- as you tuck it away. Uh, you see your hand disintegrate. Just sort of turn to powder. And then your whole arm disintegrates and turns to powder. Perkins, I don't feel so good! (laughs) (laughs) And then suddenly, all of you seems to turn to powder and then you collapse. And then you... Not again! We just just did this! And then you wake up. (laughs) And you're like, fuck, not again. That's a good prank. <laughs> Is he just on the floor? Did he pass out? Yeah, he like got up and did his morning routine and then just sort of passed out on the floor. Uh, and you can see just sort of hanging on a dresser doorknob, a dresser knob, that thing, that necklace with the signet ring, which was given to you like days earlier by Strix. Cool, cool. I tried to make it nice, but you know, now it's fucked up. <laughs> uh... This is like the third night, third morning in a row where you've had essentially a disintegration moment. Did Strix ask him about it when she gave it back to him? Strix, yeah. She didn't see well, it. It didn't actually happen that way. Oh. Oh, no, she didn't see the disintegration. I mean, he, the, had a, he had a dream about Strix giving her the signet ring and then disintegrated in the dream. But when Strix actually handed it to him, yes, she yes. asked him. Yes. She, that, she actually, him that actually did happen. Yeah. Well, she was kind of like, does, what does this mean? Does it mean? And I'm sure Paulton was like, 
Alton wakes up. He's just like, all right, Perkins, I got to level with you. I'm having a hard time <laughs> keeping track of what, like, what actual timeline we're in right now. <laughs> it is very disorienting. It is. Is Strix still in the room? <laughs> or this is later? This is later. Oh, okay. okay. So am I just in the room alone? Yes. And it's uh, actually, like you see, you see uh, the door open, and then uh, Simon just sort of comes in, and he's got like a cookie on a plate, and he just goes into his turret. <laughs> he doesn't even eat, but he still wants cookies. <laughs> I mean, Strix has been giving him cookies for like 50 years, though. <laughs> and the, the thing still, the necklace is still hanging, is just hanging on the wall? Yeah. He just like takes it off. Mm-hmm. He's just like looking at it. It's like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it away. Okay, it's away now. <laughs> Anna, Evelyn's springtime morning routine. Birds are chirping. The sunlight is streaming through um, at an angle. You've probably claimed the master bedroom on the third floor, perhaps, because it's got a huge private bath and well, a big fireplace. When, when she ran in the house, that was, of course, the first private bath she yeah. found, yes. like, right when we got the house. Right. But she was very apologetic at first. She's like, does anyone else want the... I mean, I don't need to take the master bedroom if anyone... All the towels. Anyone else will. You take it. You take yeah. it. Okay, if you insist. They went up and looked at yeah, it. No all one the, else All the it. towels were damp, so they're like, uh, no. <laughs> I imagine it has, like, a big, like, canopy bed and stuff, too, and yes. it's just all floofy. And so in the mornings, Evelyn actually gets up really early to, like, train every morning, but you'd expect that she'd sit up and be like, ah, like Cinderella, like, birds <laughs> tripping and stuff, but actually part of the reason she gets up early is she's just, like, stupid in the morning. Like, she's just, she wakes up, like, like Princess Anna and Frozen, like, hair everywhere, like... Like drool and stuff. <laughs> I imagine sometimes she goes, she wakes up uh, when like Strix is going to bed. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> and she kind of sits up and like looks around and kind of like dumb for a sec and just kind of, you know, and then just kind of like puts herself together. The rest of you here. Has anybody seen my comb? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to interact with anyone in the morning. Okay. She's just, and then she, um, she'll go. Let's see. She doesn't have access to the turret, but she has a big window. So I yes. think what she does is probably like hops out, like you know, hops out with her flying boots onto the roof and does some calisthenics and okay. you know some sun salutations and works out in the morning. Kind of gets herself all ready, says her morning prayers, does some like you know surveillance, flies around, and so she gets gets the blood pumping and everything to the point where by the time anyone else is waking up, she's like perfectly quaffed and all ready and just like chipper and skips down the stairs like she just woke up but she's been awake for a couple hours right praying and training and working out all right no one ever actually sees her in her getting prepared state mm-hmm. she's just mm-hmm. always looking yeah. great and perfect yeah mm-hmm. oh also like right when Paulton wakes up that one time he's just like looking around then he's like Twitch.tv. Why are my stats still gray? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse. (laughs) Oh, also, I wondered if Strix could also document the amount of ghosts. 
oh, uh, yeah, you can basically record anytime you see a sighting in what room. Yeah. So you sort of got little hash marks check, like, to check off how many times you've seen activity in the library or the den or the, yeah. common, or the common room, which is probably being trained, turned into some sort of training center or something. You'll have to decide to do what to do with all the extra space that you have. You have a big attic storage room, you have a large library slash study, and you have this big common room and very large den attached to one another um, on both on is the second place, floor. Is this place, like, is it zoned for, like, having a bakery, possibly? So, it, you, <laughs> based on what uh, you've, all that you've learned about it is, uh, the structure is known locally as Troll Skull Manor because it is on Troll Skull Alley, which is this wide alley in North Ward, which, has, which all these residences and businesses face onto. And it's actually got, like, a little mini-market there um, on certain time, certain periods of the day. There's a, a blacksmith nearby. There is a, um, a, a sort of a garden floral center on, on Trollskull Alley. Aww. And some other places, other establishments, as well as private residences. This place has been a tavern. It has been a bed and breakfast. It has been, at one time in the past, an orphanage. Uh, to the best of your recollection. Uh, so it has served a number of purposes and can be both uh, residential and commercial. Okay, so Strix has also kind of been sussing out where the best, like, bakery and or, like, coven areas are. Okay. You're not going to find too much of that in the North Ward where you guys are because beyond Trollskull Alley, it's almost all estates and businesses with a few scattered up sort of higher-end places like high-end bookstores and places where you can buy fancy vases and things like that. Yeah. Do I think the ghosts are the orphans, just as a question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, what you're able to make out is that these, you don't think, Strix, that these are ghosts, that some wizard basically cast permanent okay. unseen servants okay. to carry out specific tasks throughout this edifice. So they're all sort of created by powerful magical spells. They function identically to the Unseen Servant spell, except that they are permanent. Okay, that's Is Strix disappointed that they're not ghosts? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I figure she'd be more excited. Than uh, yeah. So Evelyn was able to yeah, ascertain, using her paladin's divine sense, was able to ascertain pretty dead loitering around in here. Uh, for the record... Not in chat. my house. I want to say for the record for the stream in the chat that we do have like an actual map of our manor and this is what we're using to... Uh, oh, you're already writing on it. I was just like using it in my head. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm printing this out and I'm going to mark down where we're putting our furniture. <laughs> That's and... amazing. That's a good idea. Uh, I, no, I also, whose rooms is whose? I also wanted to note that Evelyn is super into home improvement now because they have their own place. And so she's like and setting up... We know a really good carpenter. Yeah, yeah, but she's she's setting up all these like insta perfect little places, and she likes to like you know arrange things, and she's all about like the local buzz on trends of like you know colors and plants and things. So she's like almost to an annoying degree, both ha- home decorating and also like remodeling. So I imagine that some mornings they wake up because she's like hammering something on the outside <laughs> of the house. Like she decided to add shutters or something. Oh, this, and is, this is this is going to be a constant fight because Strix is going to constantly <laughs> add things that Evelyn's going to hate. Yeah, and like, Evelyn's going to be like, that's that's so last season. <laughs> like in the like, I can already assume she's already found some like mounted head of like some creature and put it into the 
like, oh no, maybe she saved the the mind flayer head and mounted it and put it <laughs> put it in the. Evelyn always tries to be nice and encouraging about it, but she's always like, you know, that's like such a cool art piece, but maybe it would just fit better with like the aesthetic of like the attic bedroom. Maybe we could put it down there. <laughs> One of the tentacles. There is, there is like, a, at the, the very highest floor, um, when you roll up to the attic, the stairs climb to a short hallway that dead ends that have doors on either side to the bedrooms and the storage area. There is a spot on that wall at the top of the stairs where it can just glare down. Perfect. I mean, it goes right there. We'll just make that space into like a, you know, a tentacle aesthetic, yeah, right. I suppose. Yeah. How many uh, lightning rods is too many lightning rods, even? Yeah. <laughs> and Strix is like, it's like, don't you have like paladin stuff to do? Like, why are you messing up our, our, our castle? Messing, messing up. For the uh, record, uh, Dieth uh, has actually expressed almost um, an uncomfortableness with the manor. Uh, kind of giving hint that he feels like it's almost too much or it's more than they ever possibly need. And anything and everything he gets for his own sake in the manor is small and practical. <laughs> well, I think keep bringing him things that he doesn't want and just leaving them up in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably part of the reason for Evelyn's uh, home improvement too, is that as soon as she were to like actually settle down, she would maybe feel like, how did we get here and should like, do we even deserve this? So she's like, she's making it like a project in order to kind of, it seems like she's always working on the house. I feel like Strix is just going to turn their like room into a hoarder room. (laughs) It's like, just like little things from the garbage. Like how much cool garbage is in Waterdeep, right? Like you find all kinds of stuff. So she's probably just like going through everyone, like neighbor's garbage. And they'll probably like chase her away and think that she's just like an urchin, but she like runs back into the house. (laughs) The, um, there is a knock on the main door, uh, which leads into the tap room. Everyone hide. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) You, you pull open the door. Mm-hmm. You see two gentlemen standing on your stoop. One is a short, pudgy fellow with tinted spectacles and a mustache and beard, and he's wearing wizard robes. He stands next to a tall, lanky fellow with graying um, red hair, a long beak nose, and uh, kind of a kind of a bit of a shambles of a city watch uniform kind of like a City Watch uniform that's been kind of worn out and threadbare and maybe even gone out of style. And um, the the pudgy wizard says, Hello, my good man. I'm Barnabas Blastwind. Inspector Barnabas Blastwind. Uh, I'm hiding behind the bar (laughs) as I listen to this, and when I hear Blastwind, you hear... (laughs) (laughs) This is my stalwart companion... Retired Sergeant Safe Cromley of the City Watch. Are you guys? Are you guys here f- to fix the plumbing? Oh no, we don't represent the Cellarers and Plumbers Guild. No, no, I'm with the Watchful Order of Magists and Protectors. Magic. You <laughs> hear from behind the bar. <laughs> we have received some reports among residents in this neighborhood that. One of the residents in your establishment has been plundering their garbage. We've been sent to investigate. Yes, of course, we've been sent to investigate. Ah, Strix and people are here to see you. No, wait, no, <laughs> someone else. 
You just you see her like pop up from the bar and Paul's and outs, and she's like, "You outed me." <laughs> uh, hello, fellow magic users. Oh no, Sergeant Cromley is no magic user. Oh, he's a god, <laughs> an investigative god, and public servant. Indeed, madam. Oh uh, yes, and um, so you've been stealing garbage, madam. Uh, gar- garbage can't be stolen, just as a rule. You're a wizard, you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I use magic, yes, but I'm not a wi- I'm not a wizard. And yet, you are not registered with the Watchful Order of Mages and Protectors. Ooh, I don't know that word. Why? I don't know a register. She's like. It is the law, you know, for wizards. Oh, I don't like. I don't know register. what that word is, and I. Uh, she's like panicked, looking at Paulson. Like, <laughs> can Evelyn waltz in? And yes. she has like her hair tied up in a scarf, and she has like a tool in one hand, and she <laughs> looks like Instagram perfect, like home improver. <laughs> and she she just walks in, and she's like, ah, guests, and she like throws the tool, no, takes Evelyn, off the no, stuff. No, like, no, we're in trouble. It's trouble. And she just flounces in in front of Strix, and is like, welcome to our home. Well, thank you. It's it's all rather charming. Oh, thank you. We've just made a few. I do like what you've done. There's a lot of work place. still to be done. And yeah. uh, he says, "You wouldn't happen to have a glass of milk or something, would you? Throat's a little parched." Uh, would you like something, Sergeant? I'm gonna, no, I'm fine, thank you. I'll go to the bar and get him a drink. Okay. Uh, so Strix will walk up to them, like kind of around Evil and like, well, okay. Uh, uh, I I have not registered as a magic person for here. Water I'm meat. sure it's just an oversight. We can have that taken care of and do uh, order. What, what is, is there a test? Oh no, there's no test. If you're a wizard, you're a wizard and... Like, I, I didn't read it from... It doesn't matter how you learn the magic. It's, it's that you can cast the magic. And so, should Waterdeep have need of your services, you would be drafted into um, employment. Not, uh, not but I already have employment. By no, like at least no. Stop it. talking, would you? <laughs> All right. Paul Paul walks back with two cups. He okay. has one for himself yeah. and hands the other one. He's like, okay. "Cheers." Hey, there you go. He t- tries it. Just like, yeah, don't don't chug this, dude. If you if you're driving, shit. Damn. Mm, let's call it that. Uh, can, can I do an insight check on these guys to see if they're lying? Sure. I'm just like uh, uh, 16. They seem sincere. Um, you can right. see uh, Barnabas, he basically tells you that uh, it is the law for wizards to register, but there's no prescribed, you have to do it by you know 10 days or whatever. So typically people do, if you're a new arrival to the city, you do get around to it. And you, you remember something to that effect. But it actually does really only apply to mages and wizards, not so much to sorcerers and warlocks. You can opt out. Um, All right. But they have no way of knowing if you're one thing or the other. And since you referred to yourself as a wizard, he kind of assumes that's what you are. So he says, all you have to do is go to a watchful order of mages and protectors um, uh, post. Or you can actually register with him now and he can take your fee. And then you're a member. And then if they have need of you to help defend the city, they'll call upon you. But otherwise, you just basically do what you do. The watchful order has no meetings or other... Um, obligations, other than they have to be willing to defend the city when called upon. Right. She's just going to turn to everyone, and I don't, I don't know, is Dieth in there too, or is he upstairs? Uh, he's around. Uh, 
probably. I would say, no, I would say Diet's out running morning okay. errands right now, so he's not home at all. Cool. All right. In that case, uh, if you want to register now, Barnabas tells you that it will cost you 25 gold pieces. And that all right. Will, that I will... just kind of look at him and I'm like, I look at Paulton. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a one-time payment. I'm like, Paulton, if, if we can be wizard friends, that means more wizards can be our friends. Indubitably. Fantastic. Even though I'm, I'm not really a wizard. <laughs> You're not really a wizard? What do you mean? I mean... I don't, I don't really. I I learned. I know magic. I didn't learn magic. I'll uh, I'll yeah. hand him the gold. Okay. As in, like I was given, like as he's giving him the gold, I'm like, Look as down, in, like I've never read a book about magic. I, in fact, I'm actually really bad at it. As yeah, he hands him the gold, he he's also just like the the guy he yeah. gave the drink. To, he's like, hey, what do you think? I just like came up with it on the spot when he said, "No, do you like it?" It's 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 something. But is it good? Uh, it's novel and ripe and full of something. Hold on. I, like, swipe it, and I, like, yeah. go back. And okay. I'm going like, to keep messing with it. Evelyn's like, he's a burgeoning mixologist. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched it on his witch channel? He does, he does mixology streams sometimes. All right. Uh, yeah, so Strix is like, yeah, yeah, it's a sorcerer. That's what I am, a sorcerer. I'm sorry, I forgot the word for a second because I don't really, I don't usually yeah. f- refer to myself in magic terms. And you, you have some sort of interest in trash. Well, I mean, the, there's a lot of trash here. So I, and there's, I just like to find, I used to live on the streets here and just hide in the corner. And so I used to eat from the trash. So I figure there's lots of things in the trash that you can use, like important things and good things and things that you can give your friends. Yeah, maybe you can help us with a small little matter. We've been called to investigate a situation that has become a widespread problem throughout the city, namely piles of trash ambling around on their own and terrorizing the locals. Of course. What? <laughs> piles of trash ambling around, animated, and threatening the citizenry. Who's animating trash? Well, that's what we don't know. Perhaps you can help us. We've caught one of the creatures, trapped it as it were. Maybe you can identify something about it, if there's nature, that would lend some perspective or guide us in the direction that would help us find whoever's responsible for this. Uh huh. This, All this right. sorcery. Oh, uh, that sounds fine. I can I can do that. I know magic. Uh, what do you think, Evelyn? Should I help? Do you want me to help Waterdeep? Of course. Well, I'll help you too. You don't have to do it by yourself. I, I don't want to go by myself. We've trapped no. the creature in one of the theaters in the trades ward. I'm going to be honest with you. That sounds absolutely disgusting, and I don't want to touch it, but I will help you as best <laughs> I can. It is very disgusting, and it reeks a lot. Indeed, it Yay! does. Yay! Group adventure, group <laughs> adventure, Paulton Diaz! Paulton walks back. He's like, all right, I tweaked it. Try that. <laughs> This is a rather saucy, tasty drink. What did like you do it. to it? I add it. I I add it. I tweak the recipe a little bit. I call it a. Uh, I call it a white Barovian. <laughs> All right. Yes, he will. He will. He will down it. He will Cheers. Do, yes. And he places the empty glass down on the bar. I think Evelyn um, has a bad habit of yelling for people in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know so how when like, you, like, there's stand- a sending spell, we can get one. Because it's such a big house, she's not used to yeah. being this far from everybody, so she's just yelling up the stairs, Dad! Dad! By, by the way, the whole time that Barnabas and Saith have been here, you've seen no unseen servant activity. Oh. oh. 
interesting. Huh. And you haven't really had visitors drop by yet, so. I don't like that. <laughs> I uh, note that. Sergeant Cromley sort of looks around and says, are you planning to open up this establishment again soon? Oh, maybe. Uh, do you like pies? Uh, I do, yes, in fact, and I'm, I'd rather miss it on my rounds. Uh, we, we might. Well, you we'll, don't have rounds anymore, my good man. You're retired. Not with you, I'm not. Uh, we might open it up. That'd be fun. Paulton's clearly coming up with drink ideas. Yes, I should say you could market this. What you? Wait, we don't have any money. We can market you. this. It's a great idea. He we just, should like, make money. Back. He goes back <laughs> to the bar. He's like, I have more ideas now. Inspiration struck. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, uh, we would. Uh, that would be nice for us to have money, but we don't really usually have money. Yeah. Uh, you, we'll see si- you. you see Simon come down the stairs. Not, and I'm sort, like, no. Sort of stop, <laughs> look at you, and then go back up the stairs. <laughs> no. Yeah, and uh, I'm Barnabas sure turns around is... and looks toward the stairs and thought he heard something, but no, nothing there. Uh, Waffles is probably in the other room snoring, too. Yeah, probably in the den, I would yeah. say, on the first floor. A big roomy space for her. Yeah, and Strix has been, like, cleaning up her poop every morning and just shoveling it out a window. Oh, lovely. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, she'll she'll just kind of be like, I, I mean, I want to help. I, maybe I can meet the Blackstaff again? Yeah. Blackstaff is so cool. Oh, you know the Blackstaff, Vajra, do you? I don't, I don't know her. I met her. It, 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 we had a, quite a few, a couple of disasters at you know, uh, mm, Port Nines, are you? Okay. But, yeah. Uh, Evelyn, Paulton, and Strix, you can all make insight checks. Cool. I got a. I got an eighteen. Okay. Eight. Eight. <laughs> you muted, Anna. Sorry, I was muted. Fifteen. All right, with a fifteen and an eighteen, uh, Strix and Evelyn, uh, you can tell that both Barnabas and Saith. Cromley exchange a little look when she says, when she starts talking about the Blackstaff, like they're dubious that she has met the Blackstaff. Um, but they're not, they're, it, um, polite etiquette dictates that they not say anything more about it. Oh, but, so they don't think she actually met her? No, they, they think this might be a tall tale. <laughs> oh. Um, like you saying you're a wizard when you're not. Uh, but the, <laughs> but the 18 Strix, you suddenly get a, a sense that they are, they may have come here for another purpose in addition to asking for your help to identify the origins of this trash monster. Mm. And they, haven't, as, they, haven't broke a, they haven't broke that part of the conversation yet. Um, all right. As soon as she kind of like feels that, she'll kind of just like, her eyes will narrow like, hmm. And she'll just be like, why'd you really come here, Cutters, if you're only here to talk about trash monsters. I think enough wizards can handle that. You don't need my help for that. Ooh, she's a rather clever one. Wizard. She's very clever. And uh, Barnabas says, yes, of course. Let me, let me tell you the other reason why we've come. So we know, through our investigation, this place is owned by one Magnus Burnsides of Neverwinter. And, um... In addition... Uh, we know that um, he hasn't sold the place, so still owns it, so he must be renting it to you, no doubt. Well, there have been sightings of him, and possibly you, making your way to and from the sewers of the city. And there was an incident in the sewers recently that led to an explosion. 
that was heard and felt by people up above. And attached to that uh, incidents involving you and members of the Dung Sweepers Guild, who have described one or more of you in great detail, uh, suggesting that you have had some business down in the sewers of late, run-ins with the Dung Sweepers Guild, leading to some sort of violence. So oh, you mean we were... helping to save the city from the scourge of the, the brain-eater things? Yeah, we did that. I was hoping you would say that. Anyway... Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we killed we killed a mind flayer in the sewers. The explosions were the my fireballs. We are, Sorry. We are quite willing to put aside any possible infractions of local laws and disturbing the peace and whatnot if you're willing to help us with this trash monster, which you already are. Hence, I didn't bring up that earlier point. But we saved everyone. The, the mind, it was a mind flayer. He's well, on the wall up there. there are, <laughs> He's like, uh, there. there are some dead <laughs> members of the Dung Sweepers Guild. Um, the, the Dung Sweepers Guild locked us... Uh, there's some, there's shady. The dung, dung sweepers, there's something going on with it's them. It's not their fault. They have the, you know, the things in their brains. Yeah, they have the things in their brains. Barnabas and Safe calmly kind of look at each other with that familiar look like, oh, here's another. Here we go again. <laughs> they were, you know about the things in the brains. They go, you know? I, they sort of look at each other puzzled. <sighs> I do know what a mind player is. No, 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 so, not that. But for now, let's deal with... Intellective hour. You don't know what an intellective hour is? They work for... They can also uh, work for mine. Well, there were also three undead beholders down there. There was a lot. We killed a lot. Waterdeep would be in way worse shape if we hadn't have killed them. Oh, very good then. Well, shall we deal with the trash monster? Then he's we, a clear um, and present danger. We will all go and deal with the trash monster. We have to wait for Diaz to get back from his morning chores. So sit at the bar and let Paulton get you drunk. All right, they sit at the bar and wait for DF. <laughs> DF, what business do you have? Uh, it's probably just some bullshit. Uh, like uh, getting whatever supplies are needed at the manor. Okay. Um, food stores and the like. Uh, if they need additional glasses or wineskins. Um, uh, maybe, maybe like potentially also checking out nearby uh, bounty boards or help wanted ads, or uh, listening, uh, listening in on the um, on the uh, gossip sayers. Yeah, you taverns. can you can um, you can listen in the gossip sayers. You can t- take some notes uh, from the boards. You can also pick up for like a copper piece each some of the local broadsheets that basically. There are, different, there are different kinds of broadsheets that are sold in the city, but basically they're local news and gossip. Yeah. Uh, All that to try to uh, collect as much information about the current state of Waterdeep uh, and the overall uh, 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 atmosphere of the place and the like. Right. Um, After a long, cold, icy winter, um, the general sense is people are looking to get sort of back. The city is sort of coming to life again. Uh, the rumor right. mills are starting up again. The trade, is, the the gates are opening to trade. The ships are coming in and out of the harbor again. That's nice. That's always good. People are looking forward to Troll Tide, which is a springtime festival where they celebrate the end of the Second Troll War, when trolls threw themselves at the walls of Waterdeep and were set ablaze and burned and driven off and killed and massacred. Uh, people celebrate by lighting wooden effigies of trolls um, on fire and watching them burn to ash while children run around in troll masks and harangue adults for treats. This sounds like the best time in my life. Mm. I feel like the last time we were at a festival where children were running around, it didn't go very well. 
think Strix also gave DF a list of, of pie supplies to get from the store. Oh. Yeah, he's like collecting that. He's also okay. collecting Got a little uh, basket. Yeah, small material components for spells. Uh, maybe some cleaning supplies or perfumes or whatever the heck that Evelyn uh, wants. <laughs> Fresh fruits and vegetables. Okay. Etc. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, then at some at some point he'll return uh, back to the manor. Uh, I uh, however long uh, yep. you feel after Barnabas and okay. Safe have been there. There are a couple as you make your way th- uh, through Trollskull Alley. There's activity: some children running around playing, uh, some halfling, a, a couple of musicians getting set up on a corner uh, to basically score some coin. Uh, you can see a well-dressed noblewoman uh, making her way with her valet. Uh, she's looking around at signs like she hasn't been in this particular part of the city before, but is looking for something in particular, and she sort of slips past you and gives you a smile. Um, and uh, her valet says something, it must be up ahead, man. And uh, they keep going. And you make it back, and as soon as you enter, you see uh, that you've got company. Yeah, uh, as entering in, like holding the bags of groceries or whatever, uh, DFC's Paulton serving drinks, Evelyn uh, trying her best to converse with them, and Strix doing the same and probably slightly panicked on her face as soon as oh, DF yeah, walks she in. Definitely. She like looks like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So DF walking in and just Oh no. <laughs> Dan, I'm so glad you're home. Guess what? We're going on an adventure and we're going to kill some trash monsters, and it's okay that we killed all that stuff in the sewer. I mean, I guess it was okay because we saved everyone, but I'm glad you're home. This is uh, Barnabas and Cromley. Paul walks up with a cup to death. Also, try this. (laughs) (laughs) Slosh, slosh, slosh. Death puts down a uh, bag and actually sips it and just goes, hmm, one of your best yet. Sick. (laughs) All right, cool. Still need some tweaks, but I'm feeling it. Yeah, Uh, yeah, they want us to kill a monster from the trash. Yeah, I imagine they get Diaz completely caught up by this point. Now, Diaz, you've heard rumors, um, actually, just this morning in your gatherings, uh, that uh, locals, particularly in the trades ward and the dock ward, have had encounters with what they claim are shambling mounds of trash. Hmm. Uh, Moving often slowly enough that one can run away from them, but they sort of seem to be pursuing people relentlessly through town of late. All right. This is, this is a new, this is a relatively new development. Okay. Uh, so then, like, to Barnabas and, what's his name? Safe? Safe? Safe Cromley. Safe, okay. Safe, like S-A-F-E? S-A-E-T-H. Oh, safe. Okay. Safe. Got it. Uh, but Sergeant Cromley will do. Okay. So to, to Barnabas and Cromley... Uh, which sounds like an awesome law firm. Diaz <laughs> uh, will just say, so you just need assistance in finding and clearing out the, these, these trash piles. They tell you that they've, they've trapped one in a theater, the Brisbane Bright Theater. Uh, they're hoping that, well, it, it should be destroyed, but then they're hoping that looking at it or studying it, somebody will be able to ascertain where it came from. And that somebody, they hope, is Strix. Oh, well, Strix, is it, is it something that you think you can help with? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I think so. I, I know magic, and yeah, it's, you, you uh, it sounds like 
I mean, I'm definitely, we get definitely incapacitated and then we'll see what happens from there. You know magic and you know trash. It's perfect. Thank you, Evelyn. You're welcome. (laughs) Death will put like a hand on uh, Strix's shoulder to kind of calm her a little bit and Mm -hmm. then turns back to the other two and just says, she can do it. Thank you. I can do it. (laughs) And uh, let's go. I've been up for hours. You can see uh, Barnabas gets off his stool and immediately starts to get a little tipsy. And, but Sergeant Cromley is there to kind of brace him. At least he's awkward. Yeah, that, those will catch up to you real fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yes. I, I guess... Let us yeah. try to catch... Yeah, we could do this. Strix will assist. And then that way you know that we are always, always here should you need any further assistance, and we only mean the best for Waterdeep. And magic assistance, and we've, to- we've met the Blackstaff. It's, that's not a lie. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, see, her whole outfit's, like, inspired by it. Uh, uh, you see uh, Safe or uh, Sergeant Cromley, uh, escort Barnabas through the door, and Barnabas says, Yes, your story is starting to sound more credible by the hour. I guess that's all we can get. <laughs> well, bring this, bring us to this. All right, pile of garbage. Uh, you <laughs> are led by them. Uh, you all hop in a coach um, uh, that's been waiting out on of Troll Skull Alley. Uh, you can see the driver looking somewhat impatient, but relieved when Sergeant Cromley rounds the corner with Barnabas, and uh, they usher everybody inside. Evil in your, your floaty boots, so you could probably flutter alongside the coach if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, as it uh, takes you from the North Ward down into the Trades Ward to the Brizen Bright Theater, which is kind of a, a bit of a cramped, run-down theater. It looks like it's had, it's been way past its heyday and is in kind of an est- a state of early disrepair. But there are posters slapped to its outside boards and its doors suggesting that there are still things happening there. Uh, shows going on. And uh, you can see that there are city watchmen, actually a city watchman and a city watchwoman, in their full uniforms, standing outside each entrance. Uh, they've basically got the place on lockdown. Don't worry, we have a trash expert coming in. <laughs> Don't worry. It's like, huh. Uh, Trash sure expert sorcerer. I'm sure these oh, two can, can get his passage. Yup. Um, yes, so uh, you pile out. Uh, Sergeant Cromley says, Oh, one thing we have to warn you about, and that is that this place is haunted. Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, yeah, come on. <laughs> he says, Oh, no, there's nothing, nothing to distress over, but... The owner, Malcolm Brisenbright, is a ghost, you see, and he haunts the place, and he welcomes people to his shows. And then he just sort of lets them carry on, but are they harmless, really? I just didn't want to alarm you. Oh, good. Strix is just like, I lived in Barovia for 50 years, I'll take care of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can see posters for a play called Blood Wedding, plastered all over the outside of this, and... uh, um, you can see little write-ups that you can sort of piece together that suggest it must be a play about love, jealousy, and death. The story of a young woman brought to a castle by a count only to fall in love with his younger brother, a man of oh. faith. Oh, no, 
that's just the story the of story Scott. Sucks. <laughs> the story sucks. I hate it. Evelyn just like pulls it off the wall, just like eats it. Evelyn like loves play, like performing art and stuff. So she like fluttered up to the poster, like, and then she sees what it is, and she's like, yes, and. uh last one that says, oh yes, I've seen it. It's all rather good, if predictable. He murders his brother on his wedding day and pursues the bride who hurls herself off the battlements and, oh, well, I'm spoiling everything. Oh, that's fine. I've had too much to drink, clearly. No, go on. It sounds like a good story. There's need. Anyway, the Count is cursed by the gods and transformed into some sort of creature of the night. But isn't there, like, a band of plucky adventurers who, like, stop the wedding and... The plucky adventurers didn't actually stop anything. Are you sure? There is okay. a plucky adventure. I didn't remember that companions. <laughs> anyway, uh, Seth Cromley sort of waves the guards aside before uh, you, leading into the darkened interior of this theater. Oh, what was the ghost's name again? I, I forgot. Malcolm Brisenbright. Okay. So as soon as Strix will walk in and just open the door and be like, hey, uh... <sighs> Malcolm Brisenbright. Yeah, as you soon as you sort of yes. go into the lobby and you start shouting out his name, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can see this dead owner manifest before you. Um, he appears in, dressed in a suit, his hair unkempt, um, holding a top hat, a ghostly top hat in his hands, almost like he expects like handouts or something, but he's not holding it out to actually get a handout. He's just holding it that way. And, uh, but he appear, appears before you floating spectrally, in the air of this darkened lobby. And he gives you what you could only imagine is sort of a default welcome that he's said hundreds, if not thousands of times. All right. Uh, so I have a, a vial of ghost ecroplasm on my person. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take that and just uh, kind of give him Let not a- this harried visage diminish you, gentle sirs and beautiful ladies, for I am your friendly host. What fine art we have wrought for you this day. We, we know you're a ghost. Sir. <laughs> so I'll hold up like the vial of ghostly ectoplasm. See, I've met other ghosts. They're all nice. All ghosts, eh? I had some ghosts in my hut. It's fine. Okay. He sort of glances at it, but doesn't pay it much mind. Just, just here to handle your trash problem. We're here to help. All right. Beyond the ghost of Brisenbright, uh, you can see stairs leading deeper, leading up in deeper into the structure. And as you follow them, and there's carpeting covering them, they lead you to the main theater auditorium, which has descending rows of plank seating uh, leading down to a wooden stage covered with all manner of fixed set dressings that look like um, castle walls. And make perception checks. Everyone? Yeah. 11. I also got 11. 22. Good. 14. Okay, with a 14, well, actually, um, anything higher than a 10, you can smell the putrid stench of garbage. <laughs> Um, it's not overwhelming, but it's cl- there's clearly something here rotting and sm- stinking up the place. With a roll of 15 or higher, you can hear something shambling around 
among the sets on the stage, but you can't see anything, so it must be behind one of the pieces. Ooh. Oh, yeah, there's something here. I hear it. Did they say they had this thing captured? They had it contained. Oh, they had a quarantine, not... Yeah. Heck. Okay, well... Evelyn doesn't hear anything. I assume she's busy, like, playing around on the set, being like, look, I'm a princess! You you start floating around on the set, um, oblivious to where this creature might be. The rest... Diaz, you you hear it enough to know she's close enough to be in danger. Uh, Evelyn, come back. It's wrong. Okay. Uh, Diaz will kind of try to point out where he's hearing it from, especially to Strix. Okay. Yeah, she can... Is, can she fly above the sets on her broom to kind of look down? Uh, to an extent. It's all very dark. You have dark vision. That helps. Yeah. Um, um, as you fly up high among the, the catwalks and peer down, make a perception check. Alright. With advantage, because, you know, you're a, you're a trash... Oh, yay! <laughs> I got a, a dirty 20. Okay. You can see uh, a large mound of trash has basically broken its way into a coffin and Ugh. is scouring its insides. And uh, <laughs> is, this, the, is this Castle Ravenloft? Or is this you are, you are, is, you are in, on no! the set of Castle Ravenloft. No! No! <laughs> There are even there are even hanging among you up here, Strix, bats on little wires, um, with little sort of articulated puppet wings, so that they can the wings can go up and down, and uh, these things can basically be moved across the stage like they're flapping around. I'm so, I'm so upset right now. Bolton's <laughs> just like judging the set, like yeah, they really got the windows right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. it's really good. I figure yeah. he's like trying to find the throne to like so he could just like sit in there, it. Yeah, and in fact, there there is a there is a throne seated up there, and it looks just like the throne on the cover of Curse of Strahd. It's this. Yeah. Oh, make my way. Yeah. <laughs> Strix is like I. I give up. That's all right. Does the trash <laughs> looks mound... like it belongs at ChairCon? What? He, uh, he can uh, like find a prop wine glass so he can sit yes. like this. Yes. <laughs> Do am I am I in the chair? You are totally in the chair with your prop wine glass. <laughs> Paulton sits down. He's like, "Hey guys, look, <laughs> eat these eyes." <laughs> <laughs> your old friend. <laughs> Dieth is the only one taking this seriously. Strix, you see, Strix, you see the, you see the trash monster sort of moving away from the uh, coffin and trying to crawl, sneak up behind Paulton in his chair. Oh, no, Evelyn is like, just oh, looking at Paulton and clapping, like, "Oh, that's so good! It's exactly him." And we this, are here to take out the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even sound like that. <laughs> that's such a stereotype. That's not scary at all. <laughs> One dead waffle crew. (laughs) 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 I gotta grab one of the bats off of the Mm -hmm. ceiling and chuck it at Paulson so it hits him and it's me like, the trash is behind you! The trash is everywhere. Whoa, shit, what? <laughs> you sort of turn and get up, and you see busting out uh, through the window behind the chair is this stinking, heaving mound of rotting vegetation, paper, and other waste, excrement, everything, uh, just jumbled up into this massive, shambling mound that stands about eight feet tall. Oh, God, it's massive. Yeah. It's- e- Evelyn goes, <laughs> Paulton looks at me just, ah, 
The tiefling is here. <laughs> Let us roll initiative. Why is everyone it. mean to me? <laughs> it was it was funny though. <laughs> Eight. Eight for Strix. Ten. Or Evelyn. Oh, Evelyn, sorry. Yeah. Ten for Strix. Ten for Strix. Death got seven. Okay. I'm Forgot. too caught up in this performance. I got five. Five. Oh my gosh. Wow, we're all terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Good. The I'm... trash monster surprisingly uh, <laughs> Not goes, goes first um, and sort of throws itself over mm-hmm. the chair um, at Paulton and uh, makes two slam attacks against him. <gasps> No, not the chair. Um, All right, the, the first one misses royally. doesn't come close. Um, the chair kind of falls forward because of the mass of this creature pushing against it, and it kind of stumbles and trips in a way. Um, its second attack is 23 to hit. That and hits. that hits. Okay. Uh, Paulton's just like, uncanny... D- Wait, shit. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> Uh, and so you are thwapped by uh, garbage and take a total of 13 points of damage. Okay. Okay. Paul, are you okay? Do you feel disintegrate? He's like, now you've pissed him off. <laughs> you will feel the wrath. Does the chalice just come through the garbage? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't get off frame, but... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Strix. No, you fucked up, friend. <laughs> Strix, what do you do? Oh my god. Uh, do I think that Dispel Magic might work on this? Make uh, Arcana check. Okay. F- just for free. No, nope, I don't know. Careful, Strix, okay. we can't set the stage on fire. You don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, I, okay, I don't know, so I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna be like, well, I'm gonna try. <laughs> Alright, you attempt to cast Dispel Magic on it, nothing happens. Uh, oh. Based on based on the result, you think this is not a magical effect, but an actual creature, a construct. Oh, someone's making these. Yeah, that's important to know. That's what we're here sent to you to find out. Good yep. job, Strix. Thanks. I appreciate the encouragement. <laughs> All right, like... uh, that's Strix, uh, and you're still up in the catwalks, right? Uh, she's on her broom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up is Evelyn. She's like she she. Turns the sword of Spinelli on high burn, and she's like, and she tries to stab it. All right, she flaps down, tries to run it through. Uh, seventeen. That hits. She says, "Recycle, reduce, reuse," (laughs) 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 and she does. Hold on, Spinelli is forty-six, I think. Yeah. Do do do. There's sort of a bubbling, hissing sound as you plunge deep into this thing, and you can smell some horrible burning. Um, she she gags as she does yeah. 13 damage. Okay, uh, you actually do less damage than that uh, because this thing is damp and wet, and the fires don't really catch it very well. It has resistance to fire. Might be better that way. Yeah, the last thing we seen an eight foot t- tall pot- pillar of fire swinging yeah. his arms at us. True enough. Well, she takes another swing. Okay. Uh, that one is a 11. That is a miss. She, I think she's probably like, she tries so to take revolting. another swing, but just the dry heave is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Really, yeah. really super stinky gross. And then it is Diath's turn. Evelyn, can you sense it? Does it feel demonic or, or, or devilish? 
Uh, do I need an action to do that, Chris? Uh, that's your divine sense, right? Yeah. Let me check. I don't, I don't think I... I maybe I do. I think you might have to. Yeah, I think it's an action. It's like a cantrippy type thing. Divine sense. Blah. As an action. Blah. Okay. So there. So right, that's okay. fine. Sorry, I'll check later. DF. Uh, so after uh, Evelyn has kind of swiped at it, uh, DF will kind of take this moment to um, to kind of sneak in there and uh, uh, basically attack it while it's distracted by Evelyn's heavy swing. Okay. So Dieth will try to uh, pull out Gutter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not that he really knows like where it could potentially be weak. Mm-hmm. But it's fine because I really wanted to do this. Are you going to Oh! Shit! It looks so cool! That's so cool. They <laughs> uh, automate it, right? Uh, so this was uh, sent by a fan. Uh, Holy shit. Uh, I just got this today. That's awesome. Uh, just wanted to show it off a little bit and oh add it to my costume. Uh, they did wish to be remain anonymous. Okay. But I just want to say, uh, you know who you are. Thank you for this. This is amazing, and I love it. So now Dieth has this. It's also real spooky. That's really cool. Hold on. Does the key fit? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the right one. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So Dieth pulls this out, and then we'll try to find a way to like kind of, after while distracted, kind of like plunge it in. Plunge it into this mass. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have at it. Just kind of like, uh? Yep. You do get your sneak attack because it is engaged in melee with your friends. Yeah. Oh. Uh, is that with advantage or no? That I is. Because uh, if she's just engaged, I don't know if I would necessarily have advantage. You would, actually. Okay, cool. That's much better. 21. Hit. Good. Sneak attack successful? Yep. Okay. Basically stabbing where he would assume a uh, living being would have important organs. Mm-hmm. And just trying to, whatever, wherever that goopy mass is, he's just okay. poking that. Uh, oh, it's not terrible. There's that. One, three, four, five, uh, 30. 30! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you plunge deep into this thing. It seems to... Your, your weapon does tremendous damage to it, sort of tears through it, uh, and pierces through something sort of spongy and soft, and a spurt of blood shoots out. Ew! Oh, it bleeds. Interesting. And uh, uh, then sort of kind of half hanging out of its mass, you see a dirty, grimy, dead person. Ew! Whoops. Wait, what? Like a full... Like a corpse is... Like a, a fresh corpse is inside this mass. But they were already dead, right? Unclear. <laughs> <laughs> As you pull Gutter out and it's coated in the blade of this man, you're like, I hope he was already dead. Yeah, I'm just like, oh no. Did Gutter no. enjoy that is the question. Oh yeah, if you want uh, Gutter's reaction, Gutter uh, basically says... He was already dead, Diath. Good. <laughs> Too bad is, for you. Also, I hope that tasted gross. This is most unsatisfying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, do better. Uh, next uh. up is Paulton. Oh, no. Corpses are taking Paul- over <laughs> trash. What a time to be alive. Um, <laughs> 
All right, cool. This thing's all up on me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna thunder wave it. Okay, makes sense. At level... The set just goes boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it is. Just gotta make a Constitution three. saving throw. Yes, which it's pretty D6. good. At. All right, it succeeds. Rolls a twenty on its con save. Ah oh, man. Okay. So, so it'll take half damage. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. And it will take all of it. Oh, it has no resistance to thunder. Sixteen. Okay, that's already halved, right? Hmm. Is that already oh, halved? Oh no! It was so it'll be eight. Eight. Okay. All right, uh, you blast it with thunderous energy. Bits of trash fly off it or sort of blown off it, but the creature, by and large, stays intact, and the body is still sort of flopping around in its mass. It is resilient. We must further our efforts, comrades. (laughs) Now you're just rushing. (laughs) Yeah, what? What? I'm having trouble staying in the accent. I didn't study it very much. (laughs) To sort of mindlessly flail away at Paulton. Um, This time it's going to hit you twice. Uh, and this will be... The first attack does another 13. The second attack does 17 for a total of 30 points of damage. What? Cool. And then it, it engulfs you in its mass, and you, yeah, the rest of you just see... You just, just see Paulton Pal- completely engulfed in this creature and is now inside it with this dead corpse. Uh. You hear Paulton muffled like, Turkers, I just got finished! <laughs> <laughs> While you are engulfed, you are blinded and restrained and unable to breathe. Neat. And uh, at this, I, I heard. And then <laughs> when this creature's turn comes around again, we'll deal with any other consequences as you feel the garbage slowly crushing in around you. Uh, the next move is Strix's. Oh, okay. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Uh, do I feel like if I would polymorph it, if everything in it would be polymorphed as well, including Paulton? Your polymorph only affects a single creature, so even if it's okay. engulfing something, it would only affect it. Okay, I'm going to try and polymorph it then. And that's okay. a DC 16 saving throw. for wis- Wisdom save. Wisdom, yeah, which I don't think a pile of garbage is that wise, but, you know, I'm never, never know. What are you trying to polymorph it into? Um, uh, we're in a theater, so I guess I guess a rat. Okay. Uh, you're... I love that it's always we're in an X, so I guess a rat. This <laughs> has to be a contextually accurate polymorph, otherwise no. it doesn't make any sense. Okay. Well, no, you she hear... only does it because she's worried about it. If it stays that way forever, it needs to be able to survive where it is. <laughs> and now you're you... worried about it surviving? You hear like Paul and yell out, we're no doorbell! That would be better! Oh, uh, yeah. She you see, that. You see, <laughs> like, a small part of it transform into a dead rat and then just sort of flops out, but the rest of it is unaffected. What? That's Good. new? Great plan. It's possible that it had no effect and it just spit a dead rat out. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No, this is terrible. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to do a, a quicken spell and yeah. give myself a bonus action. Okay. And um, I'm going to... Oh, geez. I'm going to try. I'm going to just. Oh, what can I do? Uh, you, could drop, I you could drop a big bag of stuff that's hanging by a rope um, on top of it if you wanted to. And Paulton's in there. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and just do a, a. Bring the set down. 
Hmm. I guess I could do, well, I don't know if infest, I have infestation, but I don't know if that would work on it. Uh, well, I do have control flames. Is it still on fire? No. Well, never mind. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just, I mean, I'm just going to like throw some bats at it and be like, I don't know. I only, okay. <laughs> I was, uh, you just, add to the garbage. <laughs> All right. I'm just like, kill it from the inside, Paulton. <laughs> that would be a sweet place to thunder with. Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Paulton is now completely submerged in this horrific, stinky excrement monster. You Like, usually Evelyn's reaction to anything is go, you know? So you see her like... Lathander, help me! And she just dives right into the garbage to try to pull him out. Okay. Uh, make a contested strength check against this creature. Come on. Oh, oh good luck. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Up seven. Okay, yeah, you reach in, and it's got such a tight grip on your friend, you have no ability to pull him out at all. That doesn't count as an attack, so I don't get a second one, huh? That is your action, so you're done. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So I'm just half stuck in. You're garbage. half stuck in garbage. So just her, like her lower body with her like fluttery feet are sticking out of this mass. And she's trying to like grab, lodge her legs onto something that she can use to pull herself back out. Um, and... It's like poo when you get stuck in the. <laughs> <laughs> ah! This is way better. Oh bother. Dia. Oh bother. You now have two friends stuck in this trash monster. One, uh-huh. one considerably worse off than the other. Uh-huh. Yeah, come on in! <laughs> <laughs> when you say that, like, uh, like a, an orange rind sort of goes down your throat. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Well, it's technically still engaged with the It sure is. So I think, because he swallowed Paulton... Mm-hmm. Evelyn is half sticking out, mm-hmm. so I have a pretty decent idea of where their bodies are not. Correct. So I would like to stab them where they are not. Okay. <laughs> Do that. And, and just maybe at some point it'll like disperse or something. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, there's no advantage anymore, is there? Um, I'm going to say, given the present situation, no. Okay, 13. Miss. Heck. Yeah, what's more like, uh, Dieth like kind of goes to stab but hesitates because he's not, yeah. doesn't want to hit his friends. He's more like just, uh, oh, 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 gosh. Uh, um, and then he'll, uh, he'll use his, uh, cutting action to disengage and kind of like back up away from it a little bit so it doesn't try to like swallow him up too. Right. That he can do. Yeah. Uh, you can even find, a, you know, some set pieces to sort of climb up on so you have a bit higher ground and get a sort of sense of what everything going on. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll do that. All right. Um, it is Paulton's turn. Paulton, uh, you are blinded and restrained and unable to breathe. But uh, other than that, you know, all's cool. Oh, you know. Cool. Great. So it's not too bad. Um do I so so I have no idea that like Evelyn tried to go. On you probably me. feel her. She grabbed onto you, um, but was not able to pull you out, and is probably still grabbing onto you somewhere. Can I thunder wave from in here? Yes, you sure can, as long as um, you can do this without talking, um, because you can't breathe. 
pretty sure I can. So, um, Thunderwave has Thunder. no verbal, right? Or does it? It has verbal. Oh, heck. Okay. Uh, neat. Oh, you know what? I'll still let you cast a verbal spell even though you can't breathe. You can still exhale. Oh, true. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah. make your last remaining breath count. <laughs> well, actually, in... Uh, but you are restrained. Um, even though you're restrained, you still have some movement of your limbs as well, so that doesn't restrict you from casting the spell either. Okay. Would that also apply to Dimension Door? A dimension door you can basically cast to a, a, a quote-unquote blind location. I don't think you have to see the destination, so you could dimension door out of this creature. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and just GTFO out of here. Yep, as long as you can either visualize it or you can just state the distance and direction. So you I'm going to visualize like before I was in here. Okay. The chair, the star yeah. chair. Okay. So not terribly, <laughs> not terribly far away, just outside mm-hmm. the creature. Okay. Mm-hmm. A dimension door opens up near you, DF, and Paulton steps out. <laughs> and he's just oh, covered, hey, just covered in filth. Absolutely just black with filth. Oh, good. You're okay. <sighs> okay. And I, like, look at the garbage. <laughs> I see Evelyn's, like, sticking out. It's like, <laughs> shit! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got like half of a sliced up jellyfish stuck to the side of his head. Uh, like, who, who's, who's throwing out jellyfish? <laughs> who even has je- <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, that's, that's Paulton, um, which brings us to the top and the creature, which conveniently has somebody half stuck in it anyway. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, he's just going to try to push you all the way in, Evelyn. She's like kicking like, no, no. Uh, and uh, since you're already kind of stuck in it, I'm going to say it has advantage. Um, so it rolled a 19 on its first attack and an 18 cool. on its second. Uh, so you are basically stuffed into it. You just see her little kicky feet disappear. Uh, you take a total of... Uh, 28 points of damage as you are stuffed inside, and you are now we, blinded, restrained, and unable to breathe. We had healed up since last time. Yeah, right? you were fully healed. You said 28? 28. And that's it for it. Strix, Evelyn is now inside the creature. Cool. Okay, great. Uh, damn it. What? How? How is... I can't set it on fire. Hmm. Um, oh, I don't... Do I know? Can I try an Arcana check again? Any kind of way that I can destroy this thing? Like, sure, absolutely. I just I want to know. I'm going like, to give you advantage because you are a fledgling trashomancer. Yay! <laughs> uh, uh, so that would be Arcana twenty-four. So this creature is sort of the construct equivalent, the trash construct <laughs> equivalent of a shambling mound. Um, okay. An unaligned, basically limited intellect creature. It's got enough smarts to kind of amble its way around and find food. That's about it. Uh, it's prob- you've seen it be resistant to fire. It's probably resistant to cold. Okay. Um, you think it might be immune to lightning. Great. As well as being sort of naturally blind. It probably can only see out to a certain range and then it's blind beyond there. It, ha- it would have no means of communication per se. Right. Um, although its creator probably can direct it in the simplest possible way. Um, you think that it has no particular immunity to magical weapons or anything else, so aside from cold fire and lightning, you should be able to just blow this thing to pieces. Okay. 
All right. Um, then I guess I will do a quick and spell fireball. Okay. <laughs> just blow it to, <laughs> just blow it to pieces. Well, I can also do careful okay. spell because I haven't really used any of my sorcery points, I think. Okay. Right? Yep. I think so. So, probably, yeah. Probably better to not burn the theater down. Well. That's, well. It is Barovia. <laughs> Haven't you wanted to destroy it? Arguably. <laughs> have some have some fun. Live a little. <laughs> All right, there's a big <laughs> out in the lobby, um, or out, out by the entrance. The guards are kind of looking at each other as this sound echoes out toward them. <laughs> there's outside where it's peaceful and here inside all here is a <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, okay, roll your damage. In this... 35. Okay. It failed its save, so it takes... Because it's got resistance to fire, it takes 17. All right. Um, Little bits of it are on fire. Like, it's got papers and things stuck in it, and some of those are burning up. Um, But again, uh, its fire resistance means it doesn't really catch fire. All right. Uh, But now all this sort of billowing black, acrid, oily smoke is coming off it from various horrible things that have been rotting inside of it. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it's, you can see there's like, uh, as it sort of shambles around and changes its shape, like rusty knives kind of stick out of it at times <laughs> and God. other things, other discarded wares. And uh, it is still alive and kicking, um, even after that fireball. There are set pieces that have caught fire, but that's because <laughs> they're basically made of light, dry woods. All right. Burn Barovia, burn! <laughs> and then it is... Evelyn's turn. Evelyn, what do you do? Well, uh, well, that's a great question, Chris Perkins. I think that I want to just try to swim out of the garbage. Okay, make a strength athletics check versus its strength athletics check. I'm just rolling like Oof. poop. <laughs> so is 13. it. 13. Ironic. Yeah. Uh, you do not get out. Cool. <laughs> cool. Sick. Um, this is Evelyn's literal nightmare. Yeah. Trying to think, well, let's see what else you can do. You're basically just trying to break out of its grapple on you. Um, I can can never remember if that's a move action or an act, like a, a move or an action. I'm just checking it up right now. There it is. Uh, it is an action. So you have used your action. I have another idea, but I feel like Evelyn probably was. Probably not thinking super strategically mm. right now, right. and more yes. just trying to like. Ah! Yeah, uh, you were so clean this morning, uh, Dia. So I'm on this piece of set. Yes. And Paulton just appeared next to me. Yes. Uh, Dia will turn to Paulton uh, and just be like, uh, "Did you see anything in here? In there? Anything vulnerable?" <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see all that much, man. <laughs> Yeah, he was totally saw, blind in there. I saw darkness. I smelled bad, and uh, it's horrible. And we need to get her out of there. <laughs> well, damn it! 
Uh, Diaz will then leap from the set piece and yeah. come on down. It's probably like the wedding the altar that you're standing on, so. Yeah, he'll just like a small leap from that, just try to like bring it down into it. All right. Uh, safely away from wherever Evelyn is. Can you tell where I am? Uh, I'm going to say yeah, because I rolled a natural 20. All right. Oh, okay. Excellent. Hooray! So... This is a lot of D6s. Okay. Um, this is going to take a lot of math. So give me one second. Sure. 29 plus. Oh my God. Good Lord. Okay. What did I say the first number was? 29. Oh, okay. Uh, total of 53. Holy shit. Like, I'll just bring it down, like, on top of the head and just carve it all the way down. <laughs> yeah, you just sort of tear it open like a cheap suit. And <laughs> just sort of... Gunner does the equivalent of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all bad. Um, the dead corpse that it had uh, encapsulated earlier sort of flops out. The two halves of it just sort of split and crash down onto the stage, freeing Evelyn. The monster is dead. And so I imagine, the, like, the, as, like, peels apart, trash falls on Diaz yeah. as he's doing it, too. So afterwards, he's just kind of standing there, like... There's, like, just this perfect little banana peel on <laughs> Evelyn's head. Okay. It's, yeah. it's pieces just sort of draped down over all sides of her head. Just a and shit. I... So the, the monster goes, like, and it, like, yes. opens, and Evelyn, like, the yolk of the little egg is yes. just in there, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> drip, drip, yeah. drip, drip. No, Strix, Strix is going to immediately fly down and prestidigitate everyone so no one's dirty. <laughs> Right? Like, she does that, and Evelyn goes, thanks, and then barfs everyone. <laughs> and she does it again. she opens her mouth. <laughs> she does it again. But, like, she doesn't do it to herself, and she just starts rooting through the garbage. She's still filthy. Okay. She, she doesn't It's very clear that this creature at one point must have scooped up, like, a homeless person, and that's who you found oh, and whose corpse is oh, in here. Oh, okay. Um, so it wasn't... So, yeah, so after that, DF will kind of, like, step out of mouth, <laughs> just, like, yeah. kind of step away from it. Right. And you and get prestigitated. Like, yeah, it's like, all right, uh, uh, before we go, Strix, uh, examine this corpse, find out what the hell made this thing. I'll do my best. Okay, um, you start just, picking through. Yeah, I'll start picking through it. As, as long as everyone's clean, uh, yeah. Paulton also needs cleaned, so yeah. Paulton will also yeah, get Yeah, you take care of everybody. Yeah, except for myself. Right. She doesn't clean herself. Uh, yeah. Diethan tries to put up any small fires around. Okay, yep. Yeah, there's like a drape that's caught fire that you're basically stamping out. Start stamping out like a Strahd costume, like a little too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's just... It's, it's not it's, out yet! It's just not out yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so she'll start trying to figure out what the thing is. All right. Um, as you're picking through the garbage and you're trying to get a sense of where it came from, you think that most of the stuff it is amassed would have accumulated in the dock ward. Okay. So there's like fish skeletons and oh god, uh, it smells even worse. Yeah, it's 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 all pretty foul. A lot of a lot of discarded waste that filters down through the dock dock ward. You see evidence of that here. You can also see some uh, bit bits of half burnt or gnawed on um, broad sheets uh, of the sort of sor- more sorted kind that you find distributed around the dock ward. All right. Um, make an insight check. Oof. Wisdom. Uh, that is a 16. Oh, wait, 17, sorry. That's good 17. enough. So as you're looking through the garbage, 
a, a few of the broadsheets strike you as curious hmm. um, because they all appear to be copies of the same broadsheet. Um, hmm. And it is a broadsheet that is no longer circulated and hasn't been circulated around Waterdeep for years. Oh. And it's called, so it's, it's called the Little Birdie. The Little Birdie? Which is why it sort of strikes you as familiar, because you probably would have read it back in the day. Oh. It's a, it's a cheap gossip rag um, that was sort of common for a while, but was quickly driven out of business. So uh, when Strix was in Waterdeep, she would have seen this. Yes, she would have seen, she probably would have lined her nest, as it were, <laughs> with, with little birdie broadsheets. Um, All right. She'll, she'll pick one up then and show it to Diaf and be like, do you remember this? Diaf will take the paper and look yeah. at it. I'd imagine he remembers it too. Yeah. It, it, even though it's sort of covered in grime and whatnot, um, there is a, it, you can tell its age, that before it was sort of engulfed in this creature. Um, the other thing you notice, uh, you make a perception check, DF. Uh, 16. There are arcane symbols on the back that Strix didn't see. Oh. Uh, Dieth will be like, okay, <laughs> did you see this? <laughs> you She's can, like, yeah. no. <laughs> and what you, does it say? Uh, when you look at the arcane symbols, Strix, you believe that these particular pieces of parchment are uh, basically the source of its animating power. Oh. That somebody ins- put, put these uh, arcane marks on these pieces of paper, stuffed them into with some other garbage to basically animate the creature. And Someone many, is using old broadsheets to animate garbage. How many pieces of these uh, parchment were in here? It's hard to tell. Um, some of them got burnt up in fires and whatnot, but you can see that there's like 12 or 13 of them that you can salvage. Okay, yeah. Ooh, we'll try to collect up as much as possible. Motivation to do this. Yeah, we'll, we'll collect as many as we can. Yeah. yeah, and you can see that they're all the same broadsheet, like the same issue of the same broadsheet. Yeah. It's not different issues distributed on different weeks or different months. It's the it's same. It's just, what is the, what is the on, in the issue? What is it talking about? Uh, you can see it's talking about all sorts of gossip about ship captains um, getting it on and doing illicit trades and that kind of thing. Uh, it's all kind of sordid, trashy, right? Gossip mongering, um, but you can see at the top of the sheet, um, underneath the banner, is the little birdie's publishing address. Ah, oh. hmm, perfect. <laughs> Strix turns it around and points it to Dia and goes, "Did you see this?" <laughs> you turn it back around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Dia takes it, looks at it, and just says. No, but this is exactly what we needed. Good work, Strix. Thanks. Good work to you, too. Uh, good work, Evelyn and Paulton. Where'd you go? Are you still growing up? <laughs> Paulton probably got, like, the Strahd's chair over his back now. <laughs> he's, he's bringing it back to the manor. Are you bringing it back? Just like, oh. <laughs> I, I can explain. I need this. It might be hard getting it past all the guards. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a gift they want to give us in exchange for saving their theater. I'll, I'll persuade them. It'll be fine. Okay, make a persuasion check against the ghost oh, of Malcolm. <laughs> I have an 
idea. Oh, Strix is like, here. Here we go. Strix is like, here, I'll take care of it. And she just animates the chair. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. your mount now. <laughs> All right, so you're sitting in the chair. And it's, it's, I like walk past the guards like, excuse me, sir. I believe this is mine. <laughs> All right, um, that's pretty freaky. Um, just make a... Make a persuasion check with advantage, Paulton, because on the one hand, they're probably not going to give you grief because the chair is actually walking around. Okay, so that one, let me see. Wow, I just rolled two 18s in okay. a row. Um, so 26. One of the guys is like, I didn't realize stairs could do that. It's like, exactly. Yeah. I am known throughout this land as a <laughs> chair whisperer. They unlock the full potential. I'm like the top guest at ChairCon. They bring me out every year to like do this. So You deliver I'll, the keynote. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be taking this back uh, to uh, to further bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They do Diaz not stop takes you. the uh, papers and finds Barnabas and Safe. Okay. They're they're waiting outside. Yeah, and find them and just be like, well, it's safe. We took care of it. It'll need to be done. And if the dung sweepers were doing their job, there'd be less of these as well. And they'll take some of the papers and be like, and these were inside of it. I don't know if you recognize these, but these are extremely outdated. Nobody reads these anymore. I've never read them. (laughs) But more importantly, they come from... That's not true. (laughs) Here. Ah, yes, you point out the address, and yeah. uh, Sergeant Cromley says, Oh, this is all well done, yes. Solid. Good. So then... And uh, he says, I'm familiar with that place. It's an old rundown edifice on Fishgut Court. Do we a... have to go take care of that for you, too? He, uh, Barnum says, Well, I wouldn't mind if you checked it out, but you don't have to deal with the problem. We can deal with it ourselves. We have plenty of city watchmen who can assist, but maybe a little reconnaissance would be in order. Find out what we're up against. What? But if you can oh. handle taking care of it, you can handle reconnaissance too, okay. right? Yes, of course. Yes, you've done plenty good. Yeah, I don't want to press you any further. Good. So we're all squared away then. There's no other. You're not worried about Strix's unregistered abilities. Oh, I'm registered now, even yes. though I'm a sorcerer. You do, mm-hmm. Oh, you are. Yes. Oh. This fine gentleman in the magic chair seems to have covered that expense easily enough. <laughs> I didn't see bards. Go- Don't bards have to register? And she points at Paulton. Well, they could. It's optional, of course. Ah, ah, optional. My favorite option. Yes. Well, you may want to do that before your follow-up tour. <laughs> the world needs their already just the world needs their music and laughter more than their spells. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the last time we tried to be quiet and do reconnaissance, we blew up a mountain. So let's uh, not do that. Well, Distraction then, force. Then no worries. We'll take care of it. Jolly good, good. work. Good. Uh, you're, uh, you're welcome. And again, we just, we'll keep taking care of the manor and doing yes. our own thing. And you don't have anything to fear from us. We if you're interested, we'll keep you posted on what we find. Yeah, I want to know. In fact, do that. Yes. There seems to be a connection. Never arrested a trashomancer before. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you like that little joke? Safe, rather good, not. I see what you did there. That was really good. Of course, there's no it's... such thing as a trash man, sir. I just made that up. That's, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've done that. Thank you. I think the alcohol's wearing off. 
He's <laughs> like, well, then, only one solution. To the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, well, if, if there's nothing else, we'll, we'll just return back safely then. And, again, if you learn anything else, please please let us know this for, for, our, for our own sake. Of course, yes. We'll check it out and get back Good. to you. And then, well, if there's nothing else... Is it okay if I still go through people's garbage? Uh, if it, if only if they've truly discarded it and have no further use for it, then of course it's city property, and, um, well, I don't think the dung sweepers will mind if you clean some of it up. Oh, certainly. She'll just be cleaning it up, right? Yes. And then per- perhaps maybe looking for additional If anything clues disappears of consequence, I'll know where to find it. Right. That's right. Well, cleaning and looking for clues. That's me. That's what I we mean, do. I mean, but maybe you should tell her not to bring any more trash into the house. Because that's probably against the rules. Evelyn, I'm hurt. I give you that some of that trash, and they're presents. I think your friend in the chair is making a scene. <laughs> He's just like spinning. <laughs> He's like on one leg, like me. <laughs> All right, we'll keep in touch. All right, uh, and you part company with Inspector uh, Barnes. Tries to wrangle the crew and get them back to their manor as Paulton enjoys his one-man parade. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm still walking with, just in, <laughs> right. in a chair. Very sort of clumsily and slowly. <laughs> but you do make it back to your residence, and now you have a straw chair. Yes! <laughs> Diet is most impressed by seeing it go upstairs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear, yeah. It walks itself upstairs. That would be really no, awkward, No, it just has actually. to sit in the bar. <laughs> actually, you could own a corner of the bar and just park yeah. it in. Yeah. Mm, okay. I yeah, mean, that does what? have close access to the wine glasses. That's yes, true. Okay, that's true. yeah. All right, to the bar. Yes. And Is this get... one of those Paulton's chair only none of us are allowed to sit in it? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And actually, you probably have to get Strix to press to digitate some of the crap and garbage that got on the chair just to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. She'll clean it up, and then she'll. it's no longer animated, and she's like, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> it's okay. I can do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Why you always want up me? Stomps away. All right. Um... Tell me about your evening routines. Sure. Uh, for the record, Dieth uh, kept some of those broadsheets mm-hmm. um, just so that he has that information. Uh, evening routine after, after we all eat? Basically, when you're getting ready to retire for the night and call it a day, what do you do as you prepare to go to bed? If there's time, Strix will probably make dinner. Let's, let's, let's assume that... Yeah. The, the dinner stuff is over with. You've wrapped up your, your business for right. the day, and you're getting ready to go to bed. How do each of you prepare for the night's slumber, starting with DF? So first thing he does is return to his attic quarters and undon all of his equipment. Um, so basically he takes off everything save for, like, boots, pants, and his uh, deep blue tunic. And from there, he either uh, goes up to the either the turret peak or from the attic window or wherever it is, make his way to as high up as possible or uh, onto the rooftops, either way, uh, and just takes a moment to reflect upon himself and the day while looking at the night sky. Okay. Who's next? I want to try and hide one of Diaz's keys. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) All right. <laughs> Strix is getting for be- ready for bed in the same room with his stuff. Does she shoo you out like every night? She's yeah, like, Stop probably. it! I mean, I'm I'm most likely invisible when. Well, that's true. She'll see the keys floating away and be like, "No, no, no!" Sometimes she might. 
Sometimes she might, sometimes she won't. Yeah. On this particular, Are you successful tonight? On this particular night, a, a, an argument, well, not really an argument, a one-sided discussion between Strix and Simon provides the optimal distraction <laughs> for Paulton to sneak in um, and, and hawk a key. Floating away. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've hidden the key somewhere where you know DF will find it eventually, um, what do you do to prepare for the rest of the night? If anything. Like you just um, you throw all your clothes off onto the floor? Do you just sort of pack everything away neatly? Do you... I, uh, I, I get... I, I sit in the chair. Right, of course. And then I animate it. I'm like, to bed! <laughs> God damn it! All right, you come up into your room. The chair dumps you into your bed. <laughs> I'm just like, good night, chair. You're the best. I give a little pat. Okay. Simon, is he offended by this? Good night, Simon. You're also the best. (laughs) (laughs) Does Simon sleep in the turret? Like, does he have his own little room? Yeah, he sort of crawls up into the turret and kind of disappears up there. He sort of claimed the turret as his home. Uh, uh, Evelyn, after dinner wraps up, you take sort of a plate of food out to Waffles in the den and make sure that she gets well-fed, as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have pl- you, you probably have play time and wrestle time with her tumbling around. I was just going to say like some tug of war. Yeah, tug of war, pulling on yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and actually it ends up that Evelyn like because I think Evelyn could be easily pulled over by Waffles, so she uses her flying boots as like resistance, and she's like, ah! so yeah, I think they play for a while. Yeah, I think that Evelyn, uh, from spending so much time as a construct, she's not used to how much sleep she needs as a human. So I think she has a bad habit of like hanging out at the bar or wherever everyone is like way too late and she gets up so early that she'll she'll kind of like be like dr- like drifting off as she's but she's like yeah yeah i'm awake <sighs> you know and she'll so she has a tendency to do that but when she does actually put herself to bed and go through like her actual nighttime rituals she takes a bath and reads because she's actually fairly studious. She has all these like holy texts and things and she kind of pours over them, does the nightly devotional thing. Um, Fastidiously cleans her armor and weapons and sets them. She has, I imagine she has like a, A like a stand. Yeah. Yeah. And she puts them all there, like all perfect. Um, If, if she needs her clothes clean, she asks Strix to press to digitate them before she sets them out, like all nice and starched. And then she tucks herself in bed, pulls up the covers and, Good night, Lathander. <sighs> Goes to sleep. Strix? So Strix will wait until everyone is asleep, and then she'll go around and make sure that all the doors are locked and yep. that everything is safe and okay. all the windows are locked. You see, after everybody's gone to sleep, you do hear some creaking up the stairs, and it's just Simon um, going up the stairs with a glass of milk. <laughs> I just like... <laughs> What's he even doing? <laughs> no. He's best. She just pretends. Yeah. Yeah. Strix just ignores that, and she'll just keep. She'll and it's. I guess like eventually, instead of putting warding circles around everyone, she'll just ward with chalk around each window. Okay. That she can and the door, mm-hmm. and then she'll just do that. Little tiny symbols because Evelyn got mad at her when they were really big. So, <laughs> and then she'll check her potions in the basement, make sure all of those are doing well. Okay. And um, I guess sometimes Dieth would be asleep. Sometimes he probably might not be asleep. He might be in the turret. But she'll just hide her stuff under the board, hide all her things, and then uh, turn her staff into the owl bear, a little stuffed owl yep. bear. And she'll just 
She'll just like sit there for a second, just holding the owl bear, maybe crying, possibly crying. <laughs> Depends on the day. Cry Depends on the day. Yeah, and then she'll just like curl up as tight as she can to a ball in the corner and just like fall asleep crying or maybe not crying. Depends on the day. Okay. Strix, you do have a dream um, that night. Oh, no. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually just a kind of a flashback dream to when you were living in Waterdeep, kind of in the streets. And now that you're in this house and surrounded by friends, people that you can trust, and you've kind of got this safe sanctuary that's completely alien and unfamiliar to your life experience, um, this dream sort of strikes you as weirdly nostalgic but kind of out of place in your present-day mindset. Uh, you're digging around through trash, as you've done many times before, in a pile in an alley. I guess you have trash on the mind. <laughs> and uh, you're uh, startled and jumped by a creature that is basically a bird man, a kenku. Oh. And uh, as he attacks you and tries to steal your trash, you <laughs> hellish rebuke him, <gasps> burn the feathers off his head, and send him screaming down the alley. Oh. He attacked me, but that's really sad. Yep. And uh, uh, as you, in your dream, as you scamper off and lace... Uh, your nest with your find on probably on a rooftop somewhere lodged up by a chimney where you can stay warm you realize that some of the garbage uh, that you took that he dropped are little birdie pamphlets oh oh no this poor little bird Some, I must have done something to him I like wake up in the middle of the night I'm like poor bird <laughs> <laughs> Sad bird! I'm just you, you're it. probably awake, Diaz, because this yeah, is... Yeah, Diaz like, darts awake and immediately, <laughs> like, leaps on the bed, like, like three-point stance, ready to, like, defend. Yeah, just just like, like, sad bird! <laughs> and the rest the of you in the house bird. probably, like, uh, well, the... Pal- Palton would hear because it's on the floor above. Evelyn wouldn't because she's on the far side of the house. And I think she sleeps like the dead, yeah, too. Yeah, probably. So, <laughs> Palton, you hear the, the cry of sad bird from up above. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's up and, like, one of, one of Strix's many night terrors. Like, <sighs> get roommates. They said. <laughs> uh, you see, the, you see, as you as you sit up in the night, uh, Paulton. You see uh, um, Simon come out of his little door, and he's got an empty glass, sort of lined with a little bit of milk. And then uh, he just sort of disappears down into the kitchen, thinking you're still asleep. What is he doing with it? I see him walk by. He can't like, drink oh. it. It's like, oh, look at him with his little glass of Jake. Wait. <laughs> And that's where we'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Simon has a secret pet. This is the bad roommates episode. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, no kidding. Next week, uh, since we have the big crossover game with Acquisitions, Inc., not this coming weekend, but the following weekend... For next week, um, before we get to the 100th episode with the C-Team, um, we do have a session. I was thinking we could just hang and basically do AMA and, and chat about life in Waterdeep and plans of the Waffle Crew and other details, answer questions that people have in the chat. We have never fun. done a full group AMA before. We have mm-hmm. never done that. So nice. that could be fun. What do you think? Yay. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Tell us, tell us what you think online, and uh, we'll, we'll set that up for next week if people are game. And until then, uh, our next episode will be the 100th issue. It will be the crossover episode with Jerry Holkins and I DMing two parties 
broken up into various pieces and then all together. Uh, and so tune in for that and stay tuned for details about how that's going to roll out and what, who's going to be in which games and all that shenanigans. Details to follow. Until then, everybody look after each other. And does anybody have anything they want to share before we part? Uh, Trapped in the Birdcage is back this week. Anna's on that, too. We That's on Thursday. Uh, and Hell's Bells is on Sunday. That's it. <laughs> Uh, I have uh, an episode of Miss Clicks D&D Lost Mine, which could potentially be our last episode at 6.30, so about a half hour from the time that this ends on twitch.tv slash misclicks. And I will be doing Trapped in the Birdcage, but I will be doing it from Ohio because I will be hosting the Pokemon Championships. So if you like to watch Pokemon video game or trading card game, tune in and you'll see yours truly. Um, I've got the same thing I announced last week, but going on tour for the Paid and Exposure Tour in August. Uh, hitting Nashville, Detroit, Chicago, Burnsville, Denver, Seattle, and Portland. Tickets are at natewantstobattle.com. Also going to be at Anime Expo this weekend. I have a signing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so come hang out. And Where is that? Is that in Los Angeles? It's in yes. L.A., yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be 104 degrees. Holy yeah, come join the night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will be at CoxCon in Telford, England, July 21st and 22nd. Uh, my first time over in Europe, in England, or in general, so if any European fans uh, watching this want to come on by and say hi, that would be super neat. Uh, also, there will be folks like Jesse Cox and the rest of the Normal Woods crew. So check out uh, coxcon.uk.net for uh, more information or possible tickets. And then, oh my God, I'm going to spam that link to the DCA subreddit. Uh, be sure to talk about this episode today, or maybe there'll be, uh, maybe you guys can talk about what you would potentially want to ask us uh, at our AMA session next week. Sounds great. And until then, everybody be well, and uh, we'll see you in a week. And then, oh my God, episode 100 is going to be mighty. Oh, no. Oh, Mighty, yes. yes. Very scared. Jerry, so Hulk, Jerry Hulkins games. and I have conspired and will continue to conspire until uh, then. Good. Oh, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> excited. If you missed the announcement, it's on our Twitters. We're going to Penny Arcade Studios in Seattle. We're all going to be there live. We're going to play a ton of D&D all weekend. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Cheerio. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.